Welcome to Faith at Eight. I'm Shanna. I'm Jill. We are two friends helping turn your eyes from the world to the Word through candid conversations fueled by Jesus and more Jesus. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Faith at Eight. So on the last episode, I told everyone a little bit about my journey and how I got to where I am now and how I got to Faith at Eight. Um, And now we get to learn about how Jill got to Faith at Eight. I'm so excited to be able to share because I think everybody's story is so unique. Mm -hmm. And you may see and you may have come across us because of Faith at Eight, but not seeing the years that lead up to it. So you may be like, oh my gosh, I don't look like that. I can't talk like that. I'm not at that place in my walk. And allowing us to share our stories allows you guys to say, wait a minute, what's my story? And so I'm going to go way back. Like, I'm going to go way back to... I was raised in a Catholic home, okay? I was raised in a Catholic home where we went to church every single Sunday and on holidays. Good for you. I know. It was like, give me my badge, right? Like, I checked off the boxes. Cookie and metal. Right? Cookies and medals. Um, checked off all the boxes. And, you know, I, I lived in a home where there was not Bible reading at home. There was not. It was when you were in church, that's when you learned about God and you learned what prayers to pray. And at home, sometimes you would pray. But what I remember remember is God was in the church. And then outside of there, we did a lot of serving in our community and things like that. But I don't remember the presence of God being Monday through Saturday. It was always that on Sunday. And I appreciate and love my parents so much for taking me to church every Sunday to instill that seed that I needed to have an understanding of what that meant to be of a religion growing up. And I will say when I turned probably 16, 17, 18, there was a world religions class offered at my high school. Did you ever take a world religions class? Mine was in middle school, actually. Yeah, they started early They started very early (laughs) where I live. So I remember taking that class and opening that book and going, my goodness, there's all these ways to heaven. How on earth could I ever say or believe that there's only one way to heaven? So I'm studying all these religions and I go, you know what? I'm agnostic. I know that there's a God, but I just don't know exactly what I believe as to how to get there because everybody on the planet is going to heaven just by being here. And so through college, I made a lot of decisions that were of the world. Worldly decisions are fun. Worldly, I enjoyed the flesh. Like, let's just (laughs) go there. It's so many. And if you're thinking, wait, that? Yes. If you're thinking, what about that? Yes. You're thinking, oh, well, it could. Yes. Let's just cover that all. That is where I was because I felt um, I was trying to fill a lot of emptiness or voids or, you know, just do these things that, that felt good in the flesh. And I didn't understand at the time that that's not where my cup would truly be filled. And so I kept trying to seek it out in the world. And, you know, so I went through college, went through grad school, a lot of bad decisions, a lot of lessons learned. But during that time, I also did attend a couple churches. Oh, and <laughs> a little bright spot, like you see Jesus pop up, like, come on, maybe this time. I'm trying to get you. I'm trying. Come on. And I remember sitting there and at the time I was um I was married previously and so it was with my my ex-husband and I remember him telling me that's not a real church that you can't go there they do things weird they raise their hands they're singing it's it's like in a theater you have to be in a church building and I remember going okay I honor that like 
whatever, I get that, I honor that. And so that didn't make us go to another church though. It just made me think I couldn't go to a church that I was called. So at that time when I was trying to say like, am I Christian? Am I Catholic? Like what direction I'm seeking? I was starting to seek that relationship, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know what direction to go into. And at this time I was like in the Northeast, you know, New Jersey, New York, moved to North Carolina, didn't really know anybody. Um, And then I started to really make more decisions in the world. I was trying to fill a a void that was in my marriage. And I will never say that it was his fault or my fault. I believe both people had a responsibility in the dissolution of that marriage, 100%. And looking at that, I was making a lot of decisions trying to fill a void that I now know could only be filled by Jesus. Mm -hmm. But I didn't have that opportunity. And I remember that when I was leaving that marriage, I knew that there was something more But I wasn't just seeking God. At that time, I was still seeking fulfillment in the world. Mm -hmm. And that was very painful because what it did was it it led me to different decisions that brought about more pain. Mm -hmm. And when I look back, I'm like, oh, why didn't I see that? Like, why didn't I understand that I just kept it? Because I didn't know. Right. Because in my Catholic upbringing, it was you go to church every Sunday and you say the prayers and just know that God is there. But I didn't know I could seek a an answer or a relationship during the time that I was at my worst. I literally remember laying on the floor of a bathroom because at that point I was, um, I was not living in the house. I had divorced my husband. I was in, I was renting a room of a friend's house and I was laying on the bathroom floor and I was just crying and looking up at the ceiling. And it wasn't a, why God are you doing this to me? It was, what do you have in store for me? Because I don't understand what you have brought me to and why I'm here. And remember, this time I think everybody goes to heaven, so I don't really have this relationship. I just have an understanding. There's a power that's bigger than me, that's guiding me, that's got plans for me. But right now at the bathroom floor, I'm not really sure what those plans are. What direction do you want me to go in? And even after that, I didn't really make the best decisions, but I still knew that God was there. And I remember... um, calling one of my friends that I had met up in New Jersey because her husband was a pastor and her dad actually was at a church in North Carolina near me. So I called her and I said, what was the name of that church? Because I need to go. And she told me what it was. And I was like, okay, here I am. And at this point, I met my now husband, Jeff. I'm in the parking lot and I'm talking to Jeff and I go, I can't go in. Like, I cannot go in. I was hurt before by somebody telling me you can't walk in the doors of a church because you're going to burn. And I know other people have been told this. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was the only one. I thought I was the only one. And I remember sitting in the car and I'm just like, Jeff, I can't go in. I'm going to burn. And he goes, you need to go through those doors. And he was in Florida. So this is me. Somehow I got to the parking lot in that parking lot ready to go in. I don't know a soul there. And at this point, that just, that's anxiety. I'm Mm -hmm. all alone. How can I walk into someplace where I know nobody? And I remember walking in the doors and just breathing and just saying, just go sit down. Just go sit down. And I walk through the door and I'm like, okay, I didn't catch on fire. This is good. Like step one, didn't catch on fire. And I remember going and sitting in a seat. And I sat two in from the main aisle, way Mm -hmm. in the back, but I sat there. And not two seconds later, a woman sits next to me and she just looks at me and she goes, I'm so glad you're here. And that woman, I have no idea what her name was because I was so frozen in just like, I'm just here and just stay. 
And she stayed there the entire service, even though all these other open seats were available. But it made me not get up and walk out. And the power of her sitting there in that moment was the gift from God, right? It wasn't Mm -hmm. about her trying to sit there and be like, oh, I really hope this person stays. But it was about her following her guidance from God that said, just sit in the seat because I needed her at that time. And I remember going through that service and leaving and being like, okay, what does this mean, right? And so even after that, I think I went back a couple times, but then I moved to Florida and, you know, a year later we got engaged, a year later we got married. We had gone to a couple churches and I go to a church and I fall in love with it, right? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this pastor. I'm feeling it, like this music is good. The pastor committed suicide. And I felt like, but he was a Christian. He was a Christian. How could he be such a man of God and take his own life? Mm-hmm. And I stopped going to church. We stopped going to church at that point because I had such this feeling of, well, if I can't even look at somebody, because I dealt with suicidal thoughts as well growing up. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, if this isn't going to save me, like, obviously that didn't save him. He still did that. How do I know this is safe? So I no longer felt safe in the church. But in reflection, I realized how much power I was putting in the pastor and not in the house of Mm -hmm. God and my relationship. Because at this time, I still didn't know about a relationship. I didn't know about, you know, what did baptism mean? What did accepting Jesus Christ as your savior mean? I just knew I was supposed to go to church because I grew up. You're supposed to go to church. church. Well, then fast forward, you know, we're not going to a church and and we're having, um, I think I was pregnant the first time with our older son. And Jeff is like, I really want to raise the boys in faith. And I said, well, great. I took that as he's got to make the decision. So I took the back seat and was like, okay, when he's ready to decide, then we'll go ahead and we'll figure out what church Mm -hmm. do we go to? What does that look like? And weeks went by, months went by, years went by, and it wasn't happening. And I was like, you know, are we going to do something or, or what's going to happen? Right. And it just wasn't happening. And I, I started to pay more attention to what I was feeling inside. And, you know, at the time of this recording, probably three years ago, is when um, I started to pick up the Bible and read like one scripture. I don't even know if I had a Bible at that point or if I went online and found like scripture verses. I may have got a Bible from Amazon and started writing. I have no idea. Mm. But I remember it was very light. It was like, let me start with one scripture and see what this feels like. And I had talked to Shan at that time because we had met and, you know, she had said certain things to me and I was like, this girl is a little crazy. Like, that's a little too Christian for me. I'm not ready. Like, I still use the word, you know, at the time, I'm like, I still use universe because I'm not comfortable with saying God. (laughs) I can't actually talk to God because why would he have time for me? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, you know, I'm using words like, oh, it's just this energy. And she's like, yeah, it's the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, yeah, no, not. But, you know, I love where you are. And so starting to have these conversations. But what Shannon was doing, and I didn't recognize at the time, was she was watering those seeds that were within me and helping me understand, wait a minute, I'm just using different words because I don't have an understanding of the meaning of Mm -hmm. the words yet. And so we would have these beautiful conversations about what she understood the words to mean and what I had understood them to mean. And she so eloquently would be like, 
I know when I say God, you're saying universe, but that means God. God created the universe. So, you know, it wasn't like she took offense and was like, oh my gosh, she uses universe. Yeah. So I'm checking out. She she stayed while I was on my journey and always invited me in. Always, in, you know, and by inviting me in, it wasn't she's knocking at my door saying, get in the car and let's go to church, but more of inviting me. never kidnapped her. <laughs> but more inviting me into conversations to where mm-hmm. I would feel comfortable. And I remember, you know, at one point being like, I really want to start like a Bible study for people that feel like they don't know where they are. And we got together a couple times. So I saw Jesus working. Like Mm -hmm. I, if, when I step back and reflect, I'm like, it was working. And I, I just had to find when it felt right. And there was I even remember during that time you starting business retreats and me saying to you, God's working through you. And you're like, okay, sure. (laughs) Like it's a business retreat. I'm like, okay. And now I look back at the business tree curriculum and I was like, oh, she was totally right at that point. And then actually coming back from one of those retreats, probably like what, a year later from when Mm -hmm. those had all started, we're in the car on the way back and I knew we were coming back on a Sunday and Shannon was like, hey, do you mind if we listen to the church service on the radio? And I was like, yeah. Like I I was never the person that was like, oh my gosh, here she goes trying to put her church stuff in front of me. I was always open to listening. And... We're trying to play it. And Beyonce's song keeps cutting out in the middle. All the like, single ladies like, all kept the coming single ladies on. Kept like trying to get in the middle, no matter how we played with the Bluetooth and the connection and all of that. And it was so interesting now that we see it because it was in that listening that made me go, I need to go to this church. I need to hear it because the way that Pastor Jason spoke hit And he's me. talking about marriage as all the single ladies is... yes. So we know, like, it was just, (laughs) it was the funniest situation because we had all this time to be able to listen to it, and it took us that long because it kept getting interrupted. I think it was like a 45-minute sermon, and it took, like, three hours to listen to it. It was amazing. But in that, I was like, who is this guy? Like, this is who, who is at your church? Like, I need to hear more. And it was soon after that, you know, she was like, you should really come. Like, why don't you come to church? And I'm like, yes, you know what? We're going to come. Y'all, the world shut down. (laughs) COVID came. The church shut down the week that we were finally going to go to church. True statement. So, like, you want to talk about, here's Shanna probably going like, oh, my gosh, here she is. She's finally coming to church. Boom. And so I remember then turning every Sunday into, we're going to watch church. Mm -hmm. We're going to listen. I would order donuts, funny enough, because of your story talking about the church with donuts. Um, We would order donuts. Her church had donuts, too, in her house. (laughs) Just in the house. Got the donuts and I would sit down and watch and my husband was usually playing with the kids, but then eventually he came and he was watching too. And every week I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is speaking right to me. And I started to get thirsty. I started to say, I need to know more about this relationship. I finally had an understanding that it wasn't just about showing up at church. It wasn't just about checking off the boxes. It was about truly accepting Jesus as our savior and understanding that's the way to heaven and that I didn't, I wasn't too broken, Mm -hmm. that I didn't have too much sin, Mm -hmm. that Jesus has been waiting for me this entire time. And when I look back at all these, these places in my life where I I picked the world, where I I picked the flesh, Jesus was sitting there saying, but I'm here, Mm -hmm. but I'm here. And it was in that year of the shutdown of sitting there and choosing because I had a choice. I could have Mm -hmm. slept in. I could have not. But I, I was like, no, this is the commitment that I'm making. And I just kept saying, 
open me up to what I'm supposed to hear. And I would take notes and I would listen and we would chat about, you know, Mm -hmm. what the service was about. And it was just so beautiful. And then it came to the time where the church was opening back up. Mm -hmm. And I remember Shanna was like, oh gosh, is she actually going to go? Because now she's been doing it at home this whole time. And I think also about it, you don't live close to the church. No. Um, The church we go to is in Oakland, Florida. If you're like, where is that? Yes. If you don't live in Oakland, Florida, you don't know where it is either. So she was like, where do we need to go? So, And so it was destination time Mm -hmm. um, on Sundays. Like Sundays used to just be a day of, oh, I could, that was the day of rest. I can do whatever I want. Right. And so, but I said, you know what? The church doors are open. I'm going to go. And it was interesting because that was then the time that one of my children would have the sniffles or somebody had a tummy ache. And Jeff knew that it was important to me at that time. And he said, you go, you go. Mm -hmm. And so I was going by myself for a while. And then I decided, you know what? I want to go to growth track, which is, you know, learning about how to really be an owner in the church and and how to serve the church. And I remember wanting my husband to be there with me, but understanding that I couldn't expect him to be there in the same capacity, that his walk, that even though years prior, he's like, I really want the kids to grow up in faith, that it didn't rest on his shoulders. I really had to continue to be open to what God's plan for me was. And around that time, I was I was starting to pray, like, what is the plan? You know, guide me, teach me, show me where I need to go. And it got to the point where I just understood why I was there. Mm-hmm. And this relationship was getting so much deeper with Jesus. And I was understanding that I wasn't too broken, that I didn't have to carry shame or guilt. And that was just the enemy trying to keep me from the relationship. And then I I had this this beautiful journey of deciding to get baptized. Now, I told you I was Catholic, and I went through all the sacraments except for marriage in a Catholic church. So um, I was baptized, and so then I had to go through this time of, Mm -hmm. if I choose to get baptized, does that nullify? Does that mean Mm -hmm. that I didn't appreciate it? What would God's view be of it? What would other people's view be of it? What will my parents think, right, going through all of that? And... I remember sitting in growth track and the beautiful soul Sheila that was leading it. I came into this, this talk and I came into it. I was late to the call because my computer, I forgot about it, but I came into the call right as Sheila's talking to this woman about being Catholic and the decision to be baptized as Christian. And I go, Oh, this is the sign I was waiting for. And I told Sheila in that moment that I'd been praying about it, that I said, I didn't want to do it too soon. I didn't want to do it too late. I wanted to do it right on time. Mm-hmm. And when I came into that, I was like, I'm ready. It was everything. Oh, gosh. It was everything that I could have dreamed of in an answer. You know, oftentimes we say, oh, I just want the letter. I want God to write me a letter and say, this is what you're supposed right. to do. God is speaking to you all the time, but it's whether or not you're willing to listen. And I remember that the next baptism after that was the one in December. And to be able to know that I did that completely on the guidance of God as to when I was supposed to was such a beautiful moment that it didn't nullify anything that my parents did for me in raising me in the Catholic faith, that it didn't make anything not count, right? That it was my choice to say, at this point, I'm ready to go public with my faith and say, Jesus is my savior. And that baptism was such a turning point in my life. And it was a very... so. Some I've at that point I'd been at Lakeside for solid two years, and so I've seen a lot of people get baptized there. 
Um, they do baptisms one sa- Sunday a month. So I've seen a lot of, like, I can't count it on two hands, like a lot of people. And you were the last person to get baptized. And everyone that got baptized before you um, was probably between the ages of, like, 10 and 14. Yes. So you have these kids that are kind of like, okay. next, like, you know, and, and um, not, re- and I think part of it is like, they have a nervousness about them because yes. they're, and then also like a kind of, they probably don't understand the true freedom they're getting because they haven't been broken long enough. Right. God bless them. <laughs> God bless them to figure it out so much longer. And then you, it's your turn to go in. And literally there was a shift in, um in, in the, just the air. There's just a shift. And, the pastor, Jason, was actually who who was going to baptize her. They'd never met before. And he felt it in, in such a way, he felt mm-hmm. the Spirit speak to him that he actually prayed for you prior to yes. baptizing you because he could tell, he could just feel it, that he had the discernment to know, no, this this is a um, turning point for you. And this this was a, a catalyst to something greater. And it it was something that you can't describe in words. You can't. It's when it is right and when you know that's what you are supposed to do, it is just the most beautiful experience. And I remember going under the water and coming back up. And the first thing that, that I remember was thinking of the enemy going, I lost another one. And it was the coolest celebration that I could have because it was like in that moment, you felt heaven celebrating. I don't know how to describe that in any other terms. And um, I just knew everything was exactly as it was supposed to be that, you know, it may have taken me a few years to get there, right? Mm -hmm. Just a few. (laughs) But, But I was exactly where I was supposed to be and exactly where God had placed me. And it was at that moment too that I realized I had to step and be more bold in my faith. Mm -hmm. That as I saw Shanna walking and being more bold in her faith, that I had to do that as well. That there were people that needed to hear things through me. That I wasn't going to to save people, but that God was going to use my voice in order to connect them to him. Mm -hmm. And that's when, you know, we had talked and I said, we really need to like, do something on Instagram. We need to like get out there. We need to do a podcast. We need to talk more openly about this because I had that moment of there's so many people like me. Mm-hmm. There's so many people that have been through my college years. <laughs> we'll talk more about that in future episodes. But there's been so many people that are, that think that they can't get to this type of freedom. Yes. And we need to be bold and step out and really follow the calling that God has placed on our hearts. And even though we have very different journeys and walks, yes. we get to come together and come together for God and growing his kingdom. And these were conversations you and I were already having. We were just, you know, we always talk about, oh, there's room for people at the table, but we weren't inviting anyone to the table. So it was a way of going, oh, no, we need to invite people to the table, not just sit at it by ourselves. Yeah. And it was when we started to say, let's open that table up and people started to sit in the chairs, right? Mm -hmm. Sit in the proverbial chairs that we would have these conversations of, oh my goodness, like, what are we doing? Can we do this? Are we Mm -hmm. strong enough? Are we the right? And we're like, we got to lean into God. We got to lean into God and his guidance because we've been given this for a reason. And let's just see where it goes. Let's keep sharing our story. Let's keep opening up and let people know that you're never too broken. Mm -hmm. You are never, you've never sinned too much. We want people to understand that learning about Jesus and growing the relationship is exactly what he wants. And there's so much freedom on the other side. Anything that you come to the table with, we've come to the table with a lot of stuff, a lot of weight, but it is through building that relationship with Jesus that true freedom comes. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And so many people are so scared to have the conversations. Yeah. They're scared to ask the questions. They're scared people are going to be like, universe, why are you using universe? Or, mm-hmm. um, you know, well, why do they think that? And they're so, you know, we, we are a society and we talk about this a lot. We're a society that we've taught a whole generation of people, you don't ever talk about religion and politics. So now we've Mm -hmm. taught an entire generation of people um, that you can't have a constructive conversation about a controversial topic and learn from each other and be guided by each other. And um, to to have those conversations, I I know, and I've seen it already, and I I know you have as well, that there are so many people that had the questions and Mm -hmm. never knew that they could even ask them. And that's why we're here, which is is amazing. And so we're just so thankful that you're tuning in and that now you know a little bit more about Shan and I, and now you're going to just get to go on this walk alongside yes. of us and just keep your hearts open to whatever the message is that you're supposed to hear and be open to the the guidance that God is going to lay in front of you. Yeah. And this is not Jill and I answering all your questions and, oh, gosh, and no. saving you and helping you. This is us um, leading you to the word um, where God can do that, where God can save you and God can uh, break all the chains and lead mm-hmm. you into freedom. Absolutely. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Thanks, guys.